I failed as a good girl. Yep. I titled this episode The Good Girl Experiment. And my timer going. <laughs> um, so I'm aware of what's going on. Yeah, this is about the good girl phase that followed Shadowlands, where I last left off with you. And I had mentioned that I was ready for a big change, a big transformation in my life. I was tired of scraping by, waiting tables, um, failing badly at actress auditions, um, struggling emotionally, mentally. And I channeled all of that physically through hiking and dancing, dancing at the drum circles in Venice. Um, when I lived in Venice beach, going to African Cuban dance classes, belly dance classes, raves, um, moon tribe raves. And LA was really big then. Uh, I lived in, um, LA. So I was hiking up and down Runyon Canyon when, uh, before anyone knew what it was. And it was just a rugged little pathway with, uh, the ruins of a old mansion that once was and had all types of naughty Hollywood gossip that surrounded it. Supposedly Rudolph Valentino had orgies there. So as I entered my good girl promise, um, I was just done. I was just so done with struggling I just wanted people to leave me the fuck alone so I thought okay if I succeed as a good girl if I succeed financially if I succeed um, emotionally and in my mind at that time was that I would be able to cloak my emotions I was so fucking sensitive and people were you know I was always being triggered and people say oh you you need more willpower. You need to be stronger. You know, you need to stop wearing your emotions on your sleeve. And through therapy, as I unwrapped everything, as I call therapy the sorting hat, and I unwrapped all the chaos on top of all the secrets I was carrying from the predators, I was really just striving for a way to just level up. I didn't know how. I didn't have a plan. Um, I was done with therapy. I, I had quite a tool belt of different therapies and ways to deal with whatever triggers came up that were working very well for me. I, I was... But when I came back from India and the frustration, the frustration of being treated so disrespectfully by the men there because I was a woman traveling alone really pissed me off. <laughs> so I wanted to have the financial power to be able to protect myself better when I travel. Um, 
I had returned to India with a friend years later. And just having this big tall dude, my friend with me, and the financial ability to afford nicer taxis and and um i i had no need to go through the public transportation and better class of train tickets blah 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 um i was safer and felt more protected so at this point i was letting go of being at war with the soft female parts of me that were the predators had bit at one by one, you know, just everyone just kind of chewed away. Um, I shared this one meme on my Instagram stories from the holistic psychologist. And she said, the good girl conditioning runs deep. Our role isn't to never disappoint anyone. You know, that belief that, you know, I'm too much, I'm not enough. Where is the balance? Where is that perfect center? Where is it that I am moving through the world doing exactly what it is I'm supposed to be doing so people stop fucking with me? Was my purpose of wanting to be a good girl. She says our purpose is to be connected to our intuition, our heart, and our integrity and be able to stand in the center of that, connected, even when people disagree with us, even when we're being triggered by people's reactions and disagreements. I hmm, That was a tough one. It was a real tough one. Because then, when I was trying to make more money, I went into corporate America. I rose my way up from the whole foods, nutrition aisles. I was hired because I had a background as a massage therapist that I had shared before. A fellow actor had said, hey, why wait tables? Go to massage school. And I was so burned out on working in the restaurant industry. I was willing to fucking try anything. And it turned out like it was just one of those things that it was grace. It was a blessing. The school he suggested was a somatic bodywork school where, you know, you, the body is the manifestation of our experience and how we communicate it, when we go to touch someone, touch their muscles, touch their tissue, connect with their breathing and their nervous system to bring them into an altered state of deep relaxation where they can let go of the habitual clenching that happens day to day when we go about protecting ourselves with body armor. And it was my pleasure and joy to help somebody feel better in their vessel. One of the best compliments I have ever gotten is that they look at me when it's done and they say, that was fucking awesome. And I knew it was fucking awesome because I went to a fucking awesome school and the, I know who my teachers are and I know what I was taught and know, I know what I felt from other students. I even somehow had the grace to be able to talk to my Capricorn husband and encourage him to go there 
when he had burned out from driving and doing deliveries with a semi-truck um, in Southern California. He was just done driving. And so th th there's this, this whole kinesthetic language I was opened up to that gave me a confidence in my body And I was able to start working with where I felt pain and being able to express it physically out by hiking, by dancing, uh, by doing Tai Chi. And I just stayed busy. And I kept my body moving. And I went pursuing, you know, the good girl world and rising up and making more money. And eventually I made it to a regional sales manager. I had seven states overseas for this one private supplement company and I fucking hated it. I fucking hated it, hated it, hated it. I hated how much shit I had to eat in, in to get along with people and the fucking emailing and the sales reports and the spreadsheets and, and, and the groveling when shit wasn't done on time to my managers. It just was my private hell. And it was like, I had this fucking meltdown. <laughs> it was when I first found out about Mercury retrograde where like, it was just literally my computer and printer and everything was fucking exploding. And my, my husband comes home and this first time he's ever seen me triggered like this. He doesn't understand why I'm having a meltdown. He's like, it's just a printer. And I'm like, it's not a printer. It was a meltdown over the fact that this dream that I had, was pursuing, that I had put so much time and energy into to achieve. The, the, the weight of responsibility I had put on myself to achieve this, to be able to care and support my mom and, and care and support now as a wife and a stepmother and as a a leader in my company and blah, 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 you know, and it was just, I just imploded. I was like, I fucking quit. I was done. Just done. And I thought, okay, I'll go into business for myself. My mom and my dad were both entrepreneurs, both had their own business. My parents, I love them to death, but they also hurt people, hurt people. They came into my life with their own already trauma and PTSD. And they still managed to have a family and create businesses. And I felt like such a failure because there was no way I was going to fucking try to have kids. I wasn't emotionally stable enough to, in my mind, deal with my own self-care on some days, on some days when those dark days came around and when my hormones would go fucking psycho during perimenopause, there was just no way. Everybody kept trying to convince us, you know, my husband and I, when we got married, because we, we got married at 38, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not having kids. Like, I'm not putting my body through that. And it was just my intuition, my intuition screaming at me this is too much. And it turns out um, about a year later, a doctor had diagnosed a nodule 
on my thyroid and told me that this was possibly cancerous and went through all the treatments they would have to put me through, but that it would be three months before an endocrinologist could see me. Now, I knew from reading um, Deepak Chokra's work as an endocrinologist and quantum healing and the placebo effect, and I just went to Taurus stubborn mode, and I was like, I'm just going to fucking believe that I can make this shit disappear. I It was the first time I actually was trying to connect with my body physically on a holistic level. So I, I went to town, just, you know, everything, threw in everything with the kitchen sink, you know, emotional healing, physical healing, mental healing, spiritual healing. And in this time here, I was thinking, cleanse, cleanse, remove, be gone. I had, I had the grace of this one practitioner who talked to me about adaptogens and about replenishing the body. In fact, um, as we're saying this, I have some Tulsi tea. Uh, Holy basil is a wonderful adaptogen. Um, plants that are on this earth here to help soothe us and replenish us and restore us and bring all our systems back into balance. It wasn't just about getting out the bad. It wasn't just about gathering the good. It's about recognizing the cycles we move through with our environment, with our own physical self, with our relationships, with our creativity. For women especially, our biological drive, connection. It's not just about the progress. It's also about the connection that we're having with our flow, with our experience as we move through it, um, our enthusiasm, our sincerity is also part of that magical formula. When we put all our attention and energy into manifesting and creating something that just comes from our heart and brings us joy, and what I had learned was I was trying to manifest something that I had no joy for. I was all tied up in so many shoulds. So I decided I should start a health business, the Zen of Success. It will be a business for helping stress. And I'll teach chair yoga and I'll teach... Chair and I'll bring chair massage and health coaching and help people in businesses that have stressful employees. And I made a plan and I went and got all the certifications I needed and the learnings and the teaching and the equipment and the tools and the loans. And once again, I hated it. <laughs> it was a business built upon shoulds. And yes, there was parts I like. I like doing yoga. Yes, there's parts I like. I like connecting and teaching people new things. 
but there was things that I understood nothing about when it came to a business. I didn't understand the financial end of it. I knew how to do sales, but I was afraid to do marketing. Marketing was so revealing. Every, every time I would sit down to go do marketing, there was this level of clarity I was lacking about my wants because they were buried underneath so many shoulds what my good girl had to do, what, you know, of, of my fear of me slipping and cussing or <laughs> being myself was really the fear. Showing the too much pain, showing too much tenderness, showing too much sensitivity, being too creative. One of my corporate jobs, um, I would used to use different highlighters. It helped me differentiate the information, whether it was a corporate account, private account, blah, blah, blah. And I got um, told by the owner of the company that I needed to stop using so much color on my reports. We used to stop coloring your work. It's too much. So, um, I, it's, it, for me, coloring, as I, I, I did a TikTok about it, about coloring holds a lot of light and shadow for me. And it's a good, it's, 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 it's a good place for me to go into. And it was a good place for me to start to unwind all my good girl shoulds. As I mentioned before, when I had my brain injury, once again, I was clashing with my shoulds of good girl. I had, in 2000, had gone hardcore with a yoga path became vegetarian, became sober, became celibate. I thought, all right, you know, just, let's just shut it all down. Let's, let's just contain the energy. Let's, uh, let's clean it all out. But there was this hollowness and loneliness that was still following me everywhere. And, you know, and, and there's all this, um, a lot of spiritual paths go on about duality and ego or inner child. And, and for myself, that someone that was already so fragmented, having all these different boxes wasn't helping me. These different boxes were just keeping me at war with myself. And, and I was so bought into needing to be strong through my pain, the spiritual warrior dynamic from um i'd read on the path of a shambhala warrior and i was so afraid that I wouldn't be strong enough to be given this gift of release from trauma that just you know i was a fucking lemon that is it it happened too young my nervous system was built in chaos and just give up and suck it up, you know. Be grateful for what you got. Go out and make some money. But my, 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 my spirit was so disappointed. My heart was disappointed. 
the, the, the all the girly creative bits that just yearn to be expressed were just dying under pantsuits and conference calls. And when I kept failing at my own business is when I got myself a coach, some really cool chick I met um, at one of my, I believe it, it's NLP seminar through an NLP friend or something like that. And, you know, and, and basically what I did is I took a project planning course and a marketing course and a speaking course and, you know, try to create a simple business formula and structures and plans and things so I could be successful and do what my parents did and be my own boss. And I, it was a dance. It was a dance I did for a long time between being an independent contractor and taking jobs. Um, and then in around 2008, the economy was just boom, like it just fell out. We had a Wells Fargo mortgage. We were struggling. Um, and hold on to our house. And we did. Our goal was to hold on to it till my stepson went to college. And then my husband and I both looked at each other and said, we're out of here. As much as we love Los Angeles, we wanted to change the vibration of our existence, of our living. And we want to go move to Northern California and slow the fuck down and get off freeways. And that was our goal. And we did it. Um, and so same thing. As I was, I kept trying to walk, tiptoe the line between what I want to do and what I should do. What would make me money? And, okay, so then I landed on another, you know, it was just, I kept trying and, and, and tweaking and trying and doing an Etsy shop and doing speaking and doing teaching and coaching and workshops and none of it was heading home because so much of it was conceptual about, oh, I can do this because I have this skill set, but it was lacking spirit. It was lacking enthusiasm. It was lacking sincerity. I was uninspired. And when we moved up to Northern California, I, I went back into the corporate world, took a corporate job, being a territory manager for supplements again. And... Oh, it just, it was, it was difficult to try to squeeze myself back in that box. And I had texted a friend and said, I don't know what to do. I feel so uninspired. And a couple, few weeks later, I 
was rushing to get out the door to an appointment, this corporate account that was very important. And I stood up and hit my head into my brand new stainless steel art shelves that my husband had installed for me to put my art supplies on in our bedroom. And I forgot about them. And I hit the occipital region of my head. I felt horrible. I was unable to make my appointment. I thought I was having a perimenopausal migraine. Kept getting worse. Went to the doctor. Doctor says, you have a traumatic brain injury. Do not fuck around with this. And they put me on brain rest for a year. Couldn't do anything. I went from going, like, constantly pushing my energy, pushing my chi, pushing myself with caffeine and staying up too late and, and too many hours on the computer and self-sacrificing myself over and over and over for everyone else. I was sucking at being a queen. I didn't want to be a queen. I never wanted to be a queen. I just wanted people to leave me the fuck alone. Find cool people that I love to hang and chill with. And do what I love to support myself and enough resources to support others. Like to pay forward what others had done to me when I had been struggling. And this was the dream. Now I need to figure out how to do this from home with this new way of being in my body with the way the traumatic brain injury affects how long I can sit at a computer, how much light I can experience, um, do I have enough, how much chi do I have, how much energy, and I kept pushing and pushing and pushing, and I kept triggering my brain injury and having to go on brain rest and collapsing and throwing up and having to lay on the bathroom floor, cold tile floor in the dark for hours. It was a eventually when I was still and still trying to be a good neighbor and be social and hang out and see friends and talked about this many times where my husband had just after one more time of just feeling so butthurt that my neighbor who I was trying to be so nice to kept rejecting me and being rude to me and my husband's like why the fuck do you care I realized why the fuck do I care and I started having to look at, there's my timer. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. I started having to look at what the fuck was I saying yes to that I didn't want to do. You know, who was I giving time to and staying on the phone with for too long? Where was I self-sacrificing? And I was like, you have a fucking traumatic brain injury. When does it end? When does the self-sacrificing stop? When are you going to sit down and do the work you know that you need to do? 
I was tired of being angry. I was so angry. I was angry the doctors weren't listening to me. I was angry the doctors were unable to help me. I was just angry at people expecting my brain injury just to go away and that I could go back to being the self-sacrificing helper friend that I was and Savedar and worrying that I wasn't doing enough for everyone. I had to let all that go. I let a lot of people go too with it. And at this point, I realized if I was going to fucking survive this, I needed to make some big changes. And if not now, then when? When do I get to be my truth, my voice, express myself exactly the way I am, the way I am around my husband, the way I am around my close friends? Is there any possibility that there is an energetic exchange that can happen in the universe with my authentic expression? And how do I do that? And I had a vision of how I wanted to do it. And then I looked at my now and I took an inventory and I looked at my resources and I looked at that physically. I lacked the strength and stability in my balance to be able to teach outside the home at this moment. So my focus became on how to find what I can do, where to start, so I can start building my posture and strength back. I looked at our resources, which were very depleted for, with the loss of my income. And we looked at ways we could simplify so that we could exist on my husband's income until something changes in the future, maybe with um, me either getting my social security or, or, or. There's the possibilities and the dreams and what am I working towards? What am I building? Why do I want to do this? I know why I want to do this. I, I, I watch my mom just be completely caught up in the good girl cycle. I watch the women in my family be caught up and swallowed whole by the expectations of the good girl cycles and just completely depleted of chi and depleted of health with this never-ending spinning of their wheels. So that was the first cycle I wanted to break. I wanted to break the cycle of having to keep my trauma a secret. I, I lost close family members who were uncomfortable with me publicly talking about my um, sexual trauma. And 
I've also have had the grace to have talked to women who have thanked me for being honest about my sexual trauma. When that happens, I know I'm on purpose. I know I'm on purpose sharing the story that beats in my heart. I know I'm on purpose expressing art through my creative portals. I know I'm on purpose expressing story through my creative portals. But the reality was, I was having to shed the weight of other people's expectations and holding on to that weight of needing to fulfill those expectations. This was new territory. Um, before all my bad girl adventures, they, they, they were hidden. They were, they, they were only shared with a small circle. This new vibration that I was stepping into, balancing my dark and my light, understanding that my triggers are there, but learning how to listen to my instincts, listen to my cycles, listen to my reactions. This is what was calling me. So I had a plan. And then my mom died. Suddenly. And I froze in the grief. My whole body just froze. I, I was just so depleted. And grieving and gratitude and also processing so much anger I had chosen to just push down. I didn't know what to do with the fury. I had no idea what to do with the fury. The fury of just social systems and parental systems and family units and how I was spoken to and treated to just because I have a fucking pair of tits, um, let alone the personal battles. So at this point, I knew that it just, <laughs> it was time to do sit this, it, it, the kind of yoga I need to do is, you know, just sit the fuck down. Sit the fuck down. And find a way to move some energy. Find a way to notice every time I was trying to push past pain. Notice every single time I was trying to deflect people's attention away from me. And begin making new choices and tracking those choices, tracking my manifestations, using my imagination for 
for building and connecting instead of doubting and tearing down. I find myself in the what I call the in-between world. Um, an awareness I want to do it different. And working through the physical and the emotional as it comes up while I do it. And we'll see where that goes. All right. Um, yeah, so that was my good girl experiment. And I'll be back with another episode. If um, you want to find me, you want to connect, uh, I've got my TikTok, Bad Girl Mystic TikTok, and I show my coloring and art gallery on Instagram. And in case you haven't heard, I gave up my Facebook page. Um, it was one of those things where it was time to let it go. So um, I needed to create space in my energy and time available for me to finish completing editing my book. And that's my big vision for 2023. And I'm just going to hang out and share the process with you this coming year. All right. Peace out.